Hi, I'm Devin Moore, your host for Humanity Rising's Race to Speak Up podcast and founder of Hashtag Race to Speak Up, an anti-bullying organization. The Race to Speak Up podcast is a place where we have open and engaging conversations about bullying prevention, how to be upstanders, and how we are making a positive change in our communities. So the question now is, how do you race to speak up? Hello and welcome to the Race to Speak Up podcast. I'm your host, Devin Moore. I'm very happy about today's guest. His name is Michael Turner. Redefined, this is exactly what Michael has done to change his life. Michael, who is a successful business owner, soon to be author, talk show host of the Michael Turner Show, and the president of a new TV network that educates and empowers our youth and families beat all odds. What contributed to Michael's financial and independent success was leaving the gates that kept him inside for 15 years. The gate finally opened 14 years ago and he had with him an invisible suitcase containing 10,000 invisible no's. He knew it might very well take 10,000 more no's from every single encounter until he would get to the one yes he needed. Yes, it took several months and Michael received his yes and from there he redefined his life. Michael is now the assistant director of Generations Against Bullying. He is also an internationally recognized speaker. Michael turned his life around and now positively impacts thousands. Welcome, Michael. How are you? I am so wonderful. I'm honored to be here. Um, you're an amazing human being. I, I, it's just, it, I'm, I'm honored. I'm wonderful and I'm honored. So I appreciate you for having me here, Devin. Well, thank you for, I mean, thank you for being here, Michael. I'm very excited to talk to you right now. Now, awesome. Michael, you have a very interesting story. You're, self you're a self-proclaimed former bully and gang member. Yes. Can you tell us about your story and life experiences? Well, my story started when I was very, very young. And I just want to put it in perspective that I never knew that being bully would turn me into a bully, would pretty much almost destroy my entire life. And, and how it started is when I was a young man, I was a very, I was, I'm a little guy. I'm not so little anymore. You know, I kind of started working out growing up. But when I was young, I was very bullied racially and you know, I was, I was bullied because of the color of my skin and I was bullied because I was a very little guy and everybody in the neighborhood could pick me up, throw me in the bushes. And I grew up in a predominantly, it was a poor working class, let's just say neighborhood of Polish people and, uh, and I'm not, and, and um, German kids. So we were the first black family, um, even though I'm mixed, um, that moved into the neighborhood. And it was always hard for me to understand because my mom was very proud of her uh, what her nationality was. She's half Mexican and half uh, German Jew. And my father was black. But they used to always call me the N-word, but I was always raised to like love the fact is that I was a German Jew, love the fact that I was Mexican, love the fact that I was black. You know, there was really no color. It was this is who I was. So it was weird because I was never black enough, never white enough, nor never Latino enough to get truly accepted. But it was the white kids that always bullied me, picked on me, you know, just 
And then one day these two bigger kids saw it happening and they came and helped me. So I thought they helped me. They stopped the bullying, but they made me pick up a stick and start hitting the person after they beat that person up. And said, this is what you do every time somebody does this to you. So as an eight-year-old kid, I just, I mean, the only thing that mattered is it stopped at the time and I just wanted to have friends. But the sad reality is it kind of destroyed my life because now I, my new heroes, let's just say at the time, stopped the bullying, stopped the pain, stopped the abuse. So what happened was I became a bully by joining a gang, you know, and uh, because they were the gang leader in my neighborhood at the time. So at eight years old, I joined a gang, you know, um, and, and I, I created a brotherhood. So now I became the bully because now I'm forcing kids to be in the gang or beating them up. So it was, it was a really strange thing and just evolved into the life of crime, the love of drug dealing, the, lo the, the life of the love of the life of drug dealing, the life of crime, the life of jails and prisons. So from literally by the time I was 12 years old until I became a much older man, I was incarcerated in, out, in, out, you know, living this lie that, you know, this was the way because, you know, being bullied and then the guys that saved me from being bullied. It, it turned my whole life around. I mean, I mean, to bad, like, you know, I've been shot. I've been hit by a car intentionally. You know, I was facing four life sentences and 40 years in prison, but the root was because I was bullied and the wrong guys, you know, saved me. So they of course became my influencers, my leaders, the guys that I looked up to. And it, it just really messed my life up like bad for many, many, many years. Wow. Wait, so then how did you turn your life around for the better? You know, <laughs> I'm the boogeyman still. No, what I did was I just, you know, I, I remember all my teachers always poured into me, told me how smart I was, you know, um, even disciplined me sometimes, you know, um, when I grew up it was a different time. Teachers had a little bit more juice and authority. And, but they all, I re always remember my teachers loving me, respecting me and teaching me and trying to teach me how good I was. I just didn't see what I had in myself. They did. And my mom, I always had a great mom and my mom and them always planted seeds in me. I come from a single home. We grew up poor and they always planted seeds of love and, and encouragement. But remember these two guys became my hero. So what happened was at, at some point I just had to make my mind up. My last time I was in prison, I just, you know, it just didn't make sense to me, but all the things, you know, I got more mature, all the things that these teachers and, and my mom put into me, I learned how to be comfortable with myself and allow those things to grow finally years and years later. So I just, I had to make my mind up. I remember I did a year in the hole when I was in federal prison, I did a year in the hole in solitary confinement because I had gotten into a fight and it's just how prison is, you know, but anyway, and I just sat there and I had time all by myself in a little six by eight room. And I, I didn't want to go out for wreck for two, you know, for the half hour they were trying to give me for wreck or none of that. So what happened is I just had to make decisions every, you know, and I read a lot. So changing my life around was a combination of things, Devin. One, my teachers and my mom from years ago, everything they ever poured into me. Two, making the decision that I don't want to sit in this room anymore. I want to go out and do something and try to give as much back as I can to the world because I've taken so much out. Three, education. I read profusely. I read and I read and I read. And then I started believing in myself. I had to learn uh, uh, myself. I had to learn everything that they taught me about myself, meaning that I was a smart guy. 
you know? So really I was a mask. Like the name of the book that I'm in, it's an anthology is called Beneath the Surface, Life Under the Mask. So I had a mask on for so many years. So I really wasn't meant to be a gang member or a drug dealer or, or, or meant for any of the stuff I did, but I did it because I lived under this mask of lies that I lied to myself. So the more that I read and educated myself and the more I thought about my mom and the teachers and it, it just made me say, you know what? I, I want to do the impossible because I'm a statistic now. I'm a minority gentleman, you know, uh, 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 I've been in the revolving door for years and years, and I had to make my mind up. I did not want to make excuses anymore. You know, I can cry. I didn't have a dad. I was poor. Wah, 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 wah. But how far did that get me? This is my mind talking to me as I'm sitting in this solitary confinement for this year. So I just had to make decisions. You know, I had to pray on some stuff, you know, and, and then I just believe that it just all hit me at one time, you know, and I said, I made a decision, basically. One, I'm going to believe in myself. Two, the 10,000 no's was real. I knew when I came out of prison that everyone was going to tell me no, because who would want to invest with, invest in somebody that does not have anything to show? You know, I just barely have an HSCD. All my life was bad, 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 bad. But I said, I have to make myself needed. I can't want a job. I got to make sure that people got to need me, you know? And then I have to make sure that I stay consistent. And then I got to just be true to who I am. And then I have to be a really good person. And, and that's what I did. So I came out and I got no, 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 no. But who would want to invest in me? I got that. But then somebody did. And then once somebody did, I never turned my back. I never turned back. I, I linked up with Generation Against Bullying. I opened up my own company. And actually, the last 15 years have been the hardest 15 years of my life. Harder than being in prison. Harder than everything I've been through because you know, being consistent, believing in yourself, respecting others, respecting others' differences. It's not all that easy in the, in the world we live in today, but I made the decision. And I tell young people all the time, and even older people, I had to redefine myself. I took a piece of paper and, and I wanted to define who Michael Turner was, who he is right now, and who you want to be. And I defined myself. And then, you know what, and I knew, and I believed with all my heart, no matter what anybody says or what anybody does, they can't change who I just believe and who I just defined I am. You see what I'm saying? So that was the first part of changing who I was. I just wrote a script of who I want to be, and I've been living it ever since, and I won't, I won't uh, deviate from it at all, you know? So, and it was just a lot of trial and error and just doing the right thing long enough that allowed me to help me change my life and a lot of people helping and believing in me. So it wasn't all self-made. It was a lot of people that never gave up on me and me never giving up on myself. Wow, well, Michael, it's amazing that you were really able to take your life into your own hands and like you said, redefine yourself. And I know that you mentioned your company. Why don't you tell us a little bit more or why don't you tell us about it? Um, the company, which one? I know you know about a couple of them. Uh, 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 Tell us about them. Just awesome. Okay, great. I love this. I love, I love entrepreneurship. But okay, as I got with Generation Against Bullying, you know, I volunteered for like five years because I just wanted to help kids. I don't want kids to be bullied. I don't want kids to not believe in themselves. I don't want kids to feel unwanted, you know? So, but my one company I owned when I first, after I worked for a few years when I got out, I opened up a general contracting company and that's what fed me. You know, because I always believe if you work full time on, on, on your income and then you work part time on your fortune, which my fortune is given back. So then I opened up a company uh, called the uh, Upstander TV. You know, it's a television network that we're opening up. 
I got about 26 shows that I want to produce for family and kids. And I call it a breath of fresh air. I call it a breath of fresh air, meaning I want us to go watch TV and be able to be comfortable and learn something, love each other, no politics, no, 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 nothing. Just everyone's going to be like, wow, I like this. I learned something. I got something out of this personally, you know? Um, so Upcenter TV is up and coming. We have a lot of hurdles because of the COVID uh, environment that we're in and with the new variant. So we had some setbacks, but it is definitely coming. And then I have my construction company. And then as far as the author, the book actually came out beneath the surface life under the mask, which it's 15 authors that tell stories, different type of stories when we lived under the mask and when we, and what helped us take our mask off and be who we are and be comfortable with that person. So did that answer your questions? I'm sorry. Yeah, why don't you tell us more about the anthology? I, I think the anthology is masterful. I, you know, and I was honored that I was contacted by a best-selling author that heard my story and, and asked me, would I, be, would I participate in this? And I didn't even know the gravity of what I was participating in because sometimes it's hard to talk about your pain. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't like talking about jails and gangs and drugs because it's what literally destroyed me, took me away from life. And, and, and I lost my freedom, my liberty. You know, I disrespected my neighborhood, my community, my family. And it's not easy to talk about. But, you know, at the end of the day, I know sometimes it helps to talk about it. So if I'm helping someone, I will. So uh, basically, the, the anthology is 15 authors got together. And we all been through different stuff in life. And we wrote about... Uh, who we are, you know, and who we were under the mask, you know, meaning, you know, trying to appease someone, trying to make a relationship work when it really didn't. We were being somebody who you really weren't, you know, and at what point did you have the courage to take your mask off and become the person that you know you really are and you really need to be? And I really like that concept because we all have masks and one way or the other. And it's just, when are you going to just take it off and be you? And I think that's very important for everybody. So I was excited about it. And I have a, I have, a, and that's an anthology, but I have another book coming out in late January. And it's kind of like my life story in a sense. It's called uh, uh, Positively Contagious, but it's not just about, it's, it's about everything I did. And it's a roadmap for anybody to read to show you how to get to levels in life that any one of us, you know, have the aptitude to do if you choose to. Oh, that's great. I mean, I know, I know I actually definitely agree with you when it comes to sharing your story, really helping, not only helping you, but helping others, because it does show you where you're at, but it also, it let it lets for others to, it allows for others to relate. I know that yes. when it came to my story, I went through some really racist cyberbullying. And when those three boys decided to put my face onto those disgusting and disturbed images, I spoke up about it. And that actually led to other people speaking up to me and telling right. others about um, their experiences with bullying or their experiences with racism. So I definitely agree with you. I know that it truly does help for others. And it almost just opens up this, it does, it opens up this safe space. It allows for you to really understand each other. I agree 100%. That's why I respect you. When I met you, I was like, oh my God, we need a million of you. You know what I mean? We do because this is your world, man. You know, I'm just passing through it now. I'm in, you know, I'm a little older. And I, as long as I know people like you exist, I know that my kids and grandkids, you know, have a future. And, and, and this is what it's about. 
because you know what? We live in such a unique place in America. And I can tell you at my age now, I am so excited about differences. Differences are attractive to me. Differences are, I want to know because I feel like I don't know enough. And the more differences I know, the more I get to know, you know? So, and, and that's why I was, I always tell young people, man, you're the royalty of our country, man. And I know sometimes you don't understand what that means because we live in a democracy, not a monarch, but you're going to inherit something huge, something very big, something that might not be so good sometimes. But you know what? One thing that I'll put my life on today is no matter the bads and goods of this nation, we've been through more goods and bads because you and I can both agree that, 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 that people don't agree. I mean, people disagree. And when they disagree, things don't get done. But when people agree, things get done. And we need to start looking at that stuff and, and really embracing it and continue to grow because I need you young people to really understand self-belief is a superpower. And if you don't have it, you got to follow guys like Devin because he knows he's been through struggles. You got to follow guys like myself that I failed more than all you guys, like a billion times more. But all it means is I have a little bit more wisdom than you and I just want to pass it on. And I just need you to embrace it and trust that what I'm telling you is true. Don't go to jail. Don't use drugs. Don't pick on people. Because let me give you a quick example. And I don't want to take over your show, Devin. I apologize. But let, let's let's just, just do this very small example here. Okay. We're in high school. I bully you and I pick on you. If for no reason, just because I'm insecure with myself for some reason, I just feel, let me take it out on you or whatever reason I bully. Let's just say we're seniors. Six years from now, you're the main paramedic. For whatever reason, someone in my family uh, uh, falls or hurts herself really bad. Guess who pulls up? The same kid that I bullied in high school that is now a firefighter, a paramedic, a police officer. Whatever it is, someone that's going to help me. I'm going to want you to do everything in your power to save my loved one, no? You, you see what I'm saying? I'm going to want you, the kid that I bully. I don't want you to look, but that's my whole point. We never know who we're picking on and, and what we're doing to someone to harm them, what part they're going to play in our life later. And it's not that far later because we all come from the same communities, you know, regardless. Like, you know, you're going to see the people that pick on you a lot in your life. You just are because we grew up in the same communities. A lot of us don't move too much farther. And with social media, we're always about amongst each other. So I always tell people, you never know if you just give yourself the opportunity to just talk to someone and open up that door, you will be surprised how much we're all alike. And, you know, so there's really no reason to bully and pick on each other and harm each other and disrespect each other. It's just mind blowing how simple it is to just say hi. And once that hi goes, that four or five minute conversation, we're, 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 we're so much alike, but that, that's just a thought of mine, Dev. Yeah, I see what you mean. I really think that a lot of people almost overlook the fact that the one or for the bully, the one that they're bullying could truly help you later on in life, or you may need them later on in life. Uh -huh. That's yes. not this bullying mentality or this bullying behavior rather should not be something that spreads. Something that I also tend to say is that we are all a part of one race, which is the human race. And no we question. need to recognize the fact that we are all humans. We may not look the same. We may not act the same, talk the same. We're not the same height, but we need to embrace those differences. We, like you're saying, we need to embrace each other and learn from each other and grow from each other. And with your work dealing with um, Generations Against Bullying, you're working to educate others about what you do so that others can learn from you. In fact, why don't you tell That's us more about Generations Against Bullying and your involvement? 
I, okay, generation against bullying, like I said, because I was such a bad bully. And, you know, and, and, and I always ask myself, and I'll get into that. I'm, I'm sorry for sidebarring just a little bit. Like, I got to a point in my life where I think about some of these kids that died and some of these kids that are doing life in prison. And, you know, we all made our own decisions. But what if I would have never bullied them into the gang? You know, do I take do I take responsibility for it? No, they made the ultimate decision. But just what if? I would have left them alone and let them be who they were instead of forcing them to be who they weren't. And then they made the ultimate decision to do whatever they did to either pass away and or get life in prison, you know? So I struggled with that. So that was one of my main reasons. When I came across Generations Against Bullying, it was a five-year organization. It was five years old at the time. And uh, that was five years ago, you know, or so. I just said, you know, how can I give back? You know, because I believe in being a world builder. This is where we all got to be world builders because th th this is what I tell everybody is I want you to go to find somebody that you love the most, whether it's your little brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, somebody that you love the most in the whole world. And then you got to ask yourself, if you weren't here right now, you couldn't give them any money, any advice, any hugs, you know, you can't play video games with them anymore. You're just a memory for whatever reason. What type of world would you want to live in? And what type of world would you want to leave the one that you love the most in, right? A good world, a nice world, a safe world, a clean world, a world where they can educate themselves. And that's what I tell people about. So what I did is I decided to get involved in Generations Against Bullying because I wanted to help. I felt that I've taken so much out of my society and out of my country. I want to give back just like somebody gave back to me. So I just started speaking. I started speaking for Generations Against Bullying and teaching kids putting like little curriculums together to teach people about self-esteem, self-believe, how to love yourself and like hugs, you know, because I remember when I was in prison, I, I just wanted a hug. I was in that hole and I was just rotten. I was paying my debt to society, but I, I didn't want anything else but a hug. Could someone hug me that loved me or, or, or cared about me? And I couldn't get that because I was, you know, hours and hours away in a maximum security prison. But then I said, when I get out, I want to hug all the time. But I just don't want to hug because I don't want a hug to be a handshake. I want a hug to mean something every time. So I call them defined hugs. Every time you hug someone you love, I want you to tell them why. Because not only are you building uh, somebody's self-esteem up, but you're showing them you love them and why you love them. And that's what we don't do. A hug is great. But a defined hug is way better because now we both know. So I, I just wanted to give back and I wanted my kids and I didn't want to be known as a drug dealer and a, and a gang leader or none of that. I, and I have kids. So that's the rumors and the reputation I had. I want to have leave a legacy. So I said, I'm going to hold on to generations against bullying and everything I know about bullying, getting bullied and being the bully. I want to teach every single human being on the world, anyone I could reach, why it's not right why it's not fair why you don't have to be the bully and why you don't have to stand around and take bullying either and that's where the whole upstander thing came in i really believe in the whole upstander concept you know and an upstander is is just a bystander that that takes somebody out of a bullying situation in a non-threatening manner something as simple as if i see someone get bullying i can just grab their hand and just say hey the teacher wants to talk to you and walk our butts as fast as we can away from that instance or as simple as if you see somebody being bullied, don't laugh at it. Don't stop and look because then you're giving the bully power. The minute you guys pull out your phones and take pictures and laugh, you just became a bully too. The best thing that you do is you just walk away. Show that you're the mature kid. Show that you're not going to stand for it. Because I tell people all the time, what if it was your little brother, your sister, your cousin, someone that you cared about, how would you feel? You know what I mean? 
and we're all so much the same. So that's my story with Generation Against Bullying. It's like a love relationship. I love it. And I like helping kids and I want them to learn and, and, and to let them know that the only reason I'm in my position, because I chose to stop being a bully, one. And two, I chose to be a genuine genuine human being and, and be a loving and caring person, man. And more doors have opened for me because of that than ever I could ever imagine in my whole life with my record, with my past. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you mean. I'm glad that you're sharing right now. Just learning from you right now is, it's, well, honestly, I'm just really glad to be speaking with you because I'm learning a lot. You Just having regular conversations like this, it really opens up this space of learning off of each other. And especially when you're speaking to your students. I mean, what bullying um, stories have they told you? Oh man, let me tell you something. That's the hardest thing in the world. I've heard every, after I speak, and I just want to say this because it's so cool. It's always cool to have a line full of kids that want to shake your hand or give you a hug. It's the greatest high euphoria you can get. But you got to understand, there's kids that come to me and tell me, there's kids that come to me and say, I want to kill myself. I can't take the bullying no more. And I got 15 seconds, 15 seconds to drop a gem, to drop a seed on this young person, to, to, to hope and pray. Obviously, I'm going to let people know, the authorities know, or a parent know, but my whole point is I've heard every kind of bullying thing you could ever, you could even, everything you can imagine I've heard, but I got 15 seconds to change this kid's thinking. And then I've had the bully come and say, I'm a bully. And because I heard you talk or something that you said, I don't want to bully no more because it's really like you said, just us opening up to each other, giving you a little bit of insight about me, you a little bit of insight about you. And it's like, duh, the bright lights go off. It's like, man, Dev's cool, man. Why would I want to bully Dev, you know? So it, it, it's just it's just an amazing thing, and it's a sad thing, and I don't know if we'll ever be able to stop it, but the more people that we can understand that it's not right and it's not fair, I mean, I think we can uh, 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 go in the right direction as a whole. And I need every one of your listeners to understand that this is your baby coming. This is your country. This is your economy. You know what I mean? We have been through thick and thin in this country together, man. And we got to start sticking together. Yeah, but it's just a matter of, I think, actually something I've noticed just in general is people, I'm not saying this for everyone, but people actually seem to almost find negativity and hate more interesting than positive things or kind things. Because when you, um, seeing like something bad going on the news, I... And then other people just talking about that online saying um, like, oh, this person deserved for this bad thing to happen to them or, oh, this, this and this instead mm. of, yeah, instead of um, like just focusing on why is this hurting the person and pro- positive um, affirmations is something that I put a lot on my social media, because I know that right. not only is it helping myself, but it's helping others. I mean, I work to share and help with others. But I know that positive affirmations or seeing stuff like that, it just, it helps me and sharing our stories. It, it not only is helping others, but it also helps yourself. I mean, speaking absolutely. With, I know when it comes to me, I've spoken. So I've spoken in, um, in front of, I always talk about this, um, this time where I spoke in front of um, fifth graders and just me being there, speaking to them about the different types of bullying as well as sharing my story it really does open up this, this safe space. I mean, Absolutely. at the end, when you started talking about um, students coming up to you and you and telling you um, these stories as well as just like, 
um I think you said like high-fiving or like them high-fiving you or high-fiving hugs whatever yes yeah that kind of like relates to my um like when I spoke to the fifth graders because when I was done they were like Devin, this was before COVID. Devin, give me a hug. I'm so happy that you're working to like do that. Well, I'm putting in like bigger words, but like working to create change. They were so happy. Um, it was, it's just so rewarding. Like what's been the most rewarding oh, part of your journey, Michael? You know, to make my mother proud, to, to let my mother see that I'm not the bomb that everyone said I was, that I'm not that, I, you know, I was always told in my life I would never be anything. So, you know, it resonates with you. And I kind of played out what everyone thought of me, except for my mom and my teachers. But you're nothing, you're this, you're that, whatever. But the most rewarding is, is being here. This is one of the biggest rewards for me, to sit here with Devin more and, 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 and know that I have a great young man, you know, that's speaking out, you know, because our ages are so big, uh, such a big difference. You're more believable than me. Yes, I have the prison stories. I have this. But to show other young people that you don't have to be scared to come out and stand for something. You don't have to be scared to, to, to have a voice. You don't have to be scared to be heard because what you're saying is great. What you're saying works. What you're saying is going to build a nation. What's going to, it's going to create confidence. It's going to, it's going to show love. So this is one of the most rewarding things. It's an honor. I came home right now, like a kid for Christmas to have this opportunity to have the young people in the world know that you guys are more important than you could ever think. And no one tells you that not saying your parents are out of love, but I'm telling you as a fellow American, as a fellow human being, I need you. I need everybody listening to make a decision that, you know, you have to stand up for yourself. You are loved. You are respected. You are so important to everything that I believe in and everything that I would die for as an American citizen. You know what I'm saying? So don't be scared. Follow guys like Devin. I'm telling you, I took all my friends off of the cliff. We all went to prison. There's a lot of us that have died. Follow guys like me now and Devin. Now we're going to take you to the mountaintop. There's no riches and rewards, but I'm telling you, you will feel so good about yourself helping somebody else. You know, we all need help. Anyone that says they don't, that's just someone that needs a little bit more love, a little bit more understanding about who they are. So this is one of the greatest things in my life, Devin, having the ability to talk to a young person like you that's very wise, very smart, and you want to change the world now. That's huge. That's huge. Well, appreciate you. you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Michael. Why don't you tell us about your, it's called the Power Hour on Facebook. How it all started was this. There's two things I did. I used to do bullyproof the upstander movement, but then that got chopped right away because of COVID and things that happened. So what happened was is I know this is really weird. So um, a lot of people know that I've been in prison, you know, and I spent a lot of time in prisons before growing up. And um, when we were on lockdown, I, my phone would ring every two seconds from someone saying, how did you do prison? I can't even do my house. I got to get out the house, my kids, my wife, my girlfriend. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, oh my God, dude, or, or a girl, whoever, one of my friends, you have a microwave, you know, you have a family, you have someone to love, hug, you got board games, you got video games, you got a million TV channels, you have a backyard. And I'm thinking in my mind now, you know, like you guys are, but I understood it was a problem. But then I didn't realize that people were so depressed, people were suicidal. So I said, you know what, when I was in the hole, I figured a way how to live. I was in a hole 24 hours a day, 365 days straight. I got two showers a week. 
and 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 I, I didn't go to rec. I didn't want to come out and be put in a dog kennel to walk for 40 minutes. So what I did is I created a day for myself. I didn't want to go insane either. So I knew what time chow, we call it chow, when the food was coming from the morning. So I created a day. I knew that when I was going to read my motivation book, when I was going to read my Bible, when I was going to play chess on the range, uh, meaning, you know, with the other guys in the hole, long story there, but I'll keep going, um, how we made our chess boards and how we played in different cells. But, um, and, and, and I created a day. So by five o'clock, I, I had like 10 things to do between five o'clock and I did it when I was supposed to. So by five o'clock, I felt first shift was over. So now I could relax, listen to talk radio because I have my radio. So what I did is I said, I'm going to get on Facebook. And I was scared to death because I'm not a video guy and I'm new to technology. So I started just talking to people about what they can do to survive in their house, in their backyard, whether it was do a, a art project with the family, hug your family, paint your bedroom. So, and then it just evolved into talking about uh, depression and peer pressure and, 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 um, just everything. We talk about everything that affects every people, bottom line, you know, and I kept it real simple and it helped so many people because people always call me because I, I did it for one year completely straight every day, seven days a week. So what I did then is I just kind of like it was eating my time off and obviously with my companies and a television network and generation against bullying and the book and everything I was doing, I had to like kind of give it up. But today, after I'm done interviewing with you, I'm going to redo it again every Sunday at six o'clock. And we're going to have a topic. There's no politics. There's no laughing at each other. It's just straight talk. And I bring people in on speaker where they can uh, share their stories. So it just ain't about me. It's everybody has depression. Everybody goes through drug addiction in some way at certain ages. Not everyone, but you know what I mean? It's real conversation. And I just want to bring people back together just so we know that we're all on the same team. Like you said, we're all human. We're the human race. And we all have an invested interest to make sure that even the world survive because we all need to live in it. We all breathe the same air. We all drink water. You know what I mean? So that's how it all started. And I'm excited to start it again, but this time one day a week for, you know, an hour. But I know this, I know this is the day I decided to be a good human being, the day I decided to respect people's differences, the day that I decided that I just want to have more in life, my entire life changed. And I had doors. I talked to so many celebrities and so people that, you know, that we like, oh my God, oh my God. But really it's not a big deal. It makes me feel good knowing that I'm a respected person. Everybody wants me now. I don't, it's not about the money. It's not about me having money. It's not about anything other than I'm a genuine good person. And I'm telling you, I'm a felon many times over. Who would want me? But I made everybody want me. And it's, 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 it's a rewarding feeling to know that I can give back and I can create a, a real legacy for myself. And that's what I want to teach you guys because you guys have all the years in the world to not make as many mistakes as I have just by listening. Michael, this has been a great conversation. And again, I'm glad I got the chance to really speak with you. Um, my last question for you is how can people find you? Tell us your social media platforms and website. Ooh, man, I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm like, so not social media. I'm learning Instagram now. So my, <laughs> I don't have a lot on there yet because I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's uh, at Turner Dreams, T-U-R-N-E-R-D-R-E-M-S. Turner Dreams, 
Um, I'm just, I have a Facebook, Michael Turner, but it's so hard to find me because my name is so common. <laughs> Best way to get a hold of me is I'm going to be your friend. And then people can find me on your social media, on my Facebook, but I'm, I'm starting a Twitter account. So it's just really hard because I don't know, other than finding me on Generations Against Bullying website, my social media, I'm just creating I'm because I'm an older guy. So I know how to do Facebook pretty good. For those of you who want to see the Generations Against Bullying website, that's gabnow.org, G-A-B-N-O-W.org. And then, of course, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for updates on future podcasts. My social media handle is at Race to Speak Up. If you have any questions about the Race to Speak Up podcast, feel free to also contact me at race to speak up at gmail.com. I want to thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you all at future podcasts. And make sure to join the Humanity Rising movement. We are a student-led movement to create a better and more compassionate world through service. There are many ways to participate, and you will be eligible for service learning hours and scholarship opportunities. Visit www.humanityrising.org for more information. Remember to ask yourself this question. How do you race to speak up.